0: All right, welcome to the Stop Money Anxiety Now live podcast, episode number 18. You can't be spiritual and poor at the same time. What? Whoops. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, happy 4th of July, Independence Day. How's that for an ungrounded beginning? Welcome back to another (laughs) live broadcast of the Stop Money Anxiety Now podcast. I'm your host, Wei Hong from the Six Figure Academy.
1: And I'm Jessica, also from the Six Figure Academy.
0: She's once again remote... And we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. (laughs) So this is the podcast where we give you the real world tips, strategies, and interview with some amazing entrepreneurs on how to eliminate the destructive money habits and anxiety so that you can create a prosperous and an abundant lifestyle and business free of financial stress and worry. As the train of truth drives by, (laughs) you are joining us live today. Make sure you get on Spreaker.com or download the Spreaker app on your phone or your iPad pad or your mobile device and search for the stop money anxiety now show so that you can join us in the chat room to ask questions and inter- interact with us and our guests. You can literally interact with us live by just putting your chat questions in the chat window. I know it's a 4th of July, so you have no excuse to say, Oh, I'm working. So you better be interacting with us today. <laughs> and you can catch us every week that way. So for all the other ways to find us, go to the six figure academy.com forward slash radio for all the details. So how are you, Jessica? <laughs>
1: I'm doing good I mean I was a lot I mean I am a lot less frustrated today than I was yesterday.
0: <laughs> you were stuck I was like going wait wait what's happening so yeah. I'm, I'm always fascinated about this so tell, tell us a little bit about what happened yesterday
1: yeah. well so I travel a lot um, I've taken a lot of flights all around the world and this is one of the two moments where I've missed a flight and um, the first one, I just read the time wrong, and I got on the bus way too late, and I didn't make it, and it was actually a trip to Italy. Um, the second time was yesterday, and yeah, I was, uh, you know, I made it out to Vermont, um, and I was supposed to take a bus back to Boston. Um, I get on the bus, and then the bus takes a lot longer than it should have, and um yeah, I missed my flight out from Boston to Los Angeles last night.
0: So, in other words, you should have been here live in the studio today and joining us for some celebrations in the Fourth of July festival. I know, afterwards.
1: Fourth of July. Seriously, Fourth of July is like one of my favorite holidays out of the entire year. Everyone's just out by the beach, barbecuing, you know, having drinks here and there, enjoying the sand, the which is water. what we'll be doing. I know, I know. And you totally
0: yeah. missed out. Yeah. Are you and feeling never- some massive amounts of FOMO?
1: <laughs> um, I'm to my phone, but you know, the millennial is popping up left and right. So
0: right, so <laughs> I, you know, it's always fascinating to me. I, I you know, I, to be honest, and a knock on wood, I've never missed a flight. I've never yeah, missed those uh, types of I'm things. Wood,
1: to fly out in four days. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> no, you days. know, yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm flying internationally to Japan, so I am going red eye. So I'm gonna go probably three three and a half hours i like to rather overcompensate knowing just kind of knowing my behavior but Mm -hmm. i'm always fascinated how that actually happens you know and you know there's always this thing about um that nothing's ever like unintended or nothing's never by accident so i'm always Mm -hmm. fascinated to I, i don't know if you've taken the time already to introspect and go deep within to find out hmm how did i create this how was I the master creator? And it's kind of like in line with a lot of what we're going to talk about today in terms of uh, spirituality and poverty and poor and lack and time, all those different things. You know, and it's going to be a really cool topic to talk about. But, you know, do, have, you have, have you taken the time yet already? Because, you know, you know, if you're part of the family here at the Six Figure Academy, <laughs> um, you can't get away from not taking introspective stance on certain things that happen in your life, especially things that frustrate you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been really dwelling on the frustration part for quite a while because, yeah, you know, I you know talking to Greyhound and you know having missed my flight because of the bus it was just it was not um, I was just really 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 frustrated and they kept bouncing me between the station and then the customer service and one person was telling me one thing and the other person was telling me the other and then at the same time I was talking to JetBlue about. Getting another flight, and because today is the Fourth of July, you know, it's just like all these things, and mm-hmm. I was just getting so so frustrated. Um, and right. yeah, I was just dealing with my frustration, you know, just kind of um, sitting in what I was feeling, but also trying to figure out, you know, like, okay, well, what kind of this?
0: It's like, what did I do to create this? Right? What did uh, I do to create this? Because here's the thing: yeah. every circumstance in our life, we've created. We've had a part of there's nothing that other, unless you want to take a victim stance in life and then that, then, then you don't have to do, do any of that work. But one <laughs> of the one of the one of the things that we learned from our mutual teachers with our guests today uh, was that, you know, the deeper work. In fact, I think our guest is the one that asked this question most recently. He says, what is the deeper work? What is the work that up level beyond? And our teacher said that taking 100 percent responsibility for every circumstance and every happenstance in your life. So yeah. it's really fascinating. So I'm wondering if you ta- if you've gone there yet in your in your journey on you know taking a look at what learnings are we are we are going to glean from this experience?
1: Yeah, I mean I definitely take every experience that doesn't go my way in stride. Um, you know, I always you know with I feel like victim mentality. It's you know oh like woe me why did this happen to me? And you know I usually try to go I usually try to go on the side of okay well what can I learn from <laughs> What can you learn? Um, yeah, so I mean, definitely in that space, I haven't processed it all yet, but it's definitely you know being able to take responsibility for what happens in your life,
0: right? And, and it's interesting because it's, since it's such a you know it's such an in your face set of circumstances, it's not like something that you just kind <laughs> oh, of go ah yeah. whatever, you know. It's not like a, a no. you, know, you know a breath in because- the wind. I mean I mean, no
1: one, I mean, I had this you know the show that I could have been there live for, but then I also had um an event that I was supposed to work tonight in l a also have an event tomorrow that I was supposed to work in l a uh-huh. um, I just had to you know. Yeah. I had so this a, is
0: really, yeah. really juicy because one of the things that you can probably do then is kind of look at, okay, if I did make it to all these things, what would that mean? What would I have led to? And not only that, I mean, 4th of July, if he says one of your favorite holidays, I mean, that's part of you and your, your internal being. And then not being able to do that to almost, almost in a way, depriving yourself of that joy wow you know i mean i cannot wait until you know something whatever comes from that you know it'd be be really interesting to see what shows up when you finally take the time to do that so Mm -hmm. what a great week for you then i mean the potentiality of what you can glean from all that's happened
1: yeah Um, i mean these past couple weeks out here on the east coast have been incredibly incredibly rich um with a lot of experiences and Um, insights and just a lot of epiphanies that I've been having, um, yeah, I mean, also I just, you know, I, I'm able to kind of take things as they are and just realize that, you know, not you can't control everything in your life. And so maybe a door closes on one end, but then I know like a lot of other doors might open on the other. So, yeah, oh, just take some stride. You know?
0: Such a good little gemstone that you just had to can't control everything in your life, which leads, you know, which is a great segue into introducing our <laughs> guest because, you know, today our topic is about, you know, and... <laughs> And by the way, Jess, I totally love you and love how like your life has is so it's so fun to be able to talk about certain things that happen in your life because you know you're not the only one that's gone through that you know and because you're part of the millennial you represent the millennial voice you know you get to experience things that m- most of us have already experienced before but never had a chance to really kind of. Take the pause to see what had happened. In fact, most of us when we were younger, including our guests, we probably just kind of went through some stuff, didn't think about it, and just kept going and that type of stuff. And so today's topic about spirituality and poverty, it's all about bridging that gap between when do we just kind of like, you know, that's just the way things are, things are out of control, or is it, right? Right. Because we live in a time, we live in an era where, you know, that whole space of spirituality, there's like, some, they 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 connected somehow on some level for many that spirituality equates poverty. Well, when you're spiritual, there's you cannot you cannot. I mean, money is taboo almost, right? So let me tell you a little bit about. I mean, are you excited, Jess?
1: Yeah, i mean looking forward to
0: this. Wow. <laughs> I know, Jesse, you're still in that place like, yeah, I'm so excited. I still just want to get out of this place and get home already. <laughs> God. So, you know, so this this being of light that we have on our show today um, is so amazingly cool. Um, she's so unique in her own space that we actually had to have her on a different slot than her husband, Nick. <laughs> And I'm speaking the truth right now because the train of truth just came by again. There's so much truth to be had today. It's awesome. You know, and, um, (laughs) you know, there's so much to say. And I I, I just want to give her the space to explain more. But I I met Kizma three years ago now, maybe. I think so. Three, Mm -hmm. Something like that. And, you know, what was different was... You know, when I met her husband Nick, I was like, "Cool, this guy's is, this is a bro, broski? I can hang out. We could talk about stuff, and we could talk about energy." And then when I saw her, there's this, there's this ethereal type of sensation that just kind of like fills the room, just because it's almost as if she just kind of floats in, does her thing, helps, and you know, and she's a healer. She's been, a, and she's like. Um, has her Illumination Academy and she does all kinds of amazing things I'm looking at the bio here it's almost like her conversation so I'm just going to let her do this but you know at, we'll just we'll just we'll just go with it and just have her introduce her Kizma Orvitch welcome to the show, finally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you. Sorry about the train of truth. It's just like, it's just here. There's I nothing know. I can do about it, guys. So well, great to be here, Wayne and Jessica.
0: I know. And thank you for coming on on Independence yeah. Day because we have this yeah. commitment to serve no matter what, no matter whether it's holiday or not. It's Tuesday. It's at noon. We're going to do it, right? I
2: love it. What a great day. What a great day to talk about money, about spirituality, about a lot, like whatever. Just and about being, freeing ourselves yeah. from that from
0: that yes. lack of bridge free yourself.
2: yourself
0: to be yourself right oh that should be a song actually almost a rap. free it yourself to be probably yourself
2: probably is or we'll just make it up next okay. time sounds good perfect
0: we'll use that as an intro since I totally flew by the intro this this episode Oh I'm God. gonna have to change that I think I could re-record <laughs> over it but anyway
2: it's a yeah. fascinating jam you got going on there I gotta I say I yeah. it's got
0: a little bit of that you know that Asian flavor I got going uh- <laughs> on and you know both hosts are you know Asian so and then it's got that little beat there that I like you know, yeah it's good hit. Yeah. so tell us a little bit more about because there's so many facets to who you are let's educate and, and remember audience if you are joining us live you can communicate ask questions talk to us via the yeah. chat on speaker.com or speaker app uh just make sure you put you know pipe in there uh mm-hmm. you can't use work as an excuse to not pipe in because guess what Unless, of course, you're on another part of the world and then it doesn't matter. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but then they're like having a glass of wine in the evening over there in the UK. Yeah.
0: There's no excuse there then, too. You Mm -hmm. should listen to a glass of wine, listen to Mm -hmm. Mm (laughs) Kizma. So, yeah, tell us a little bit more about you. I mean, just give us like the the nutshell bio.
2: The nutshell, it's always a little tricky for me to describe what I do. Basically, I would say that I help people get the mindset To get their life and business set. Mm -hmm. But it's not just about mindset, it's about above and below mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like so much going on about mindset these days. Mm -hmm. But if someone is not tapped into their intuition, you know, which I see is above Mm -hmm. the mindset, or if their energetic presence isn't solved and resolved, which I see is the foundation, then mindset is just a book that they're reading and really not embodying. Mm. And what I'm really passionate about right now is, is helping people in their prosperity attitude, in their prosperity thought, because we have a prosperity problem on the planet right now. We really do. It's a, we're lacking prosperity in the way we see each other, mm-hmm. the way we see different cultures, mm-hmm. uh, the way we love, the way we look at money, health. It is truly a problem. So I'm like, let's turn this thing around.
0: Yeah. And I love how you use prosperity in that way to kind of help people understand that prosperity is more than just about money.
2: Totally. Yeah. It to- right. It's the wheel of life, really. You mm. know, if, um, yeah. if someone is making a lot of money, but they're, energetics are not resolved Mm -hmm. or something else is going on you know you have no idea what's going on back home right Right. you don't know what's going on in their health so prosperity i just see is like this beautiful wheel and Mm -hmm. all the spokes are evenly balanced and healthy and it's spinning back and forth like a little chakra wheel and really resonating positivity and happiness yeah wow
0: Ooh, such a juicy topic, and and yeah. this is why I was so excited about having you on because we can, you know, really kind of. I mean, I don't know how many rabbit holes we can go through today. What we have time for, <laughs> but, <lot>. but <laughs> let's 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 start with your money story because you know we every time we have guests on here we want to make sure that our audience can can hear what unique money story that you grew up with and uh-huh. help shape you know your prosperity, and your abundance, your success today.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I know I was not really fair to Jessica and Way. They sent this questionnaire, what's your money story? And I'm all about no story. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? Because I'm like, empty the glass, every day's new. But when we right. chatted before, it made total sense. And the, the piece that to me was so relevant is my parents used to argue about who grew up more poor. Like it was kind really? of a funny thing. Yeah. Both of their families like came com- to the
0: competition. Type of it thing? was
2: a competition. Like, were you poor or was I poor? And it was hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, there, my grandparents came over from the then Yugoslavia. And um, I think my dad won out. You know, he started working when he was eight years old delivering. Uh-huh. Does anybody know knee high yeah. pop? Great pop. Um, he, as as a boy, would go up and down what was called Coal Hill uh-huh. and delivered pop. So he started working when he was eight and he never stopped until he passed, which actually today is the ninth anniversary. So I just want to give him a shout out because he worked until he was 81 years old. And that was like this ethic. Um, My mom, I felt like never really shook off the Great Depression, (laughs) you know, like her parents grew up (laughs) in that. Mm -hmm. And it was this, I felt like it was kind of a constant, I don't. I'm not worthy of the money, mm. and my dad would like just freaking manifest it. And he never held the attitude that there wasn't enough; it, there was always more than enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I remember like this duality of parents who deeply loved one another and raised right. four kids in uh-huh. an amazing way, but they had different money stories. And I think that's kind of unusual yeah. for my generation, anyways. And mm. did
0: you guys, did you yourself grow up poor then, or because your dad manifested everything that?
2: I would say we were not poor at all because in in just a you know my definition of poor is
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, wanting something
2: it. more than mm-hmm. you don't
0: have oh. so so poor is defined as wanting something more
2: than what you have, what and you having have. such an attachment to needing that for your happiness uh, that to me is
0: being poor. I think that's so, a big piece right there, right. Poor
2: that, right? and rich are like attitudes, so mm. my dad was you know he started driving a truck uh-huh. for Texaco gasoline, and oh, cool. then he ended up buying the company. It was like back in the day when <laughs> awesome. the board of directors was like, he's a good dude. Let's lend him the money. And he just built this amazing company. Wow. So he always provided. We were never extravagant. Okay. Um, he did invest in a beautiful home, which was important to him. Mm-hmm. So I would say that I never lacked, but it wasn't – we had an understanding of value of money mostly because the way my dad was was just like, he never worried about money, but then my mom was like, (laughs) she sort of balanced it out. It was really funny, but she was such a generous person too. Like it was really funny. She would give, anybody anything is so <laughs> conflicting stories yeah
0: really. so did mm-hmm. you uh, did you uh, adopt a unique story blending the two growing up or did you adopt your father's story which one did you, did you I
2: think- would say I'm very much like my dad mm-hmm. you know and he used to say that about me and I didn't get it for a while because as Jessica and I were talking earlier I went into music so by the mm-hmm. when I was 12 years old I knew I wanted to play the flute mm-hmm. and so that was the thing that always drove me I'm gonna play the flute I'm gonna be in an orchestra. This is what I'm going to do. Money was irrelevant because I was the artiste Mm -hmm. and it actually worked out. You know, I I had a great career in music. I lived in Hong Kong for nine years. I played in the orchestra, a fabulous orchestra. I have so many friends still in the music Mm -hmm. world. And so I was, my relentless focus was Mm -hmm. about performance Mm -hmm. and I always managed to have money. You know, the job in Hong Kong paid well. I always did extra gigs, Mm
0: -hmm. traveled
2: the world, was on stages. I would say it wasn't until I came back Mm -hmm. and I moved back to the States, what, 2006, opened a yoga studio. And that's when I was like, ooh, brick and mortar, rent, payroll. And my dad was the one. He was still alive. And I remember I opened the studio and every morning I'd get on the phone with him and just like check in. He was really my mentor. And he didn't live very long past, you know. I opened in March, he passed in July. Right. But it, I remember my first month I called him. I was like, Dad, I met every single bill. I paid payroll like I was never in the red. Nice. Wow. Go figure, right? For a new business. And right. I just held this belief is like, I'm going to freaking do this. Right. This is how it's going to go. It was an innate decision. And I had many people say to me, you're going to open a yoga studio in gross point on East side, never going to work. And I was like, watch me. Right. So I think that there's this drive, you mm. know, like when we have that focus and that single pointed focus, this is what I'm going to do. It's not about the money. It's about the ideal. Mm. And when the ideal is met, or when one is on the path towards the ideal, the money, the prosperity is going to come. It's right. when we get all convoluted in our own mental and emotional thoughts and feelings, I think, that we disturb our prosperity.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they say they, there are studies that show that people who focus simply on trying to make it and be rich or make money and stuff like that, they actually don't make it. And most people who become exactly. rich, they become rich by accident because they're so focused on their, what you're saying, your ideal and everything. You
2: have to have an ideal.
0: Right. Now, it, it's What does essential. that mean specifically, ideal?
2: You know, this is something I learned from my teacher, Swami Partasarati in India, which I'm so excited to be going back there in about 10 days. But I remember a lecture and he wrote a book called Governing Business and Relationships. It's phenomenal. And he said, business is about profit and loss. Mm -hmm. When you know that, you're good. Mm -hmm. And then he said, have an ideal and toss up this ideal and then let it go. Mm -hmm. but take every required action towards it. And what that means, and I use this in the way that I manifest with my students and clients, is when you have this purpose, when you have an ideal that is higher and bigger than you, Mm -hmm. that serves not just your bank account, but serves your people, humanity, Mm -hmm. and you're willing to just take the next required action It doesn't matter if you get exactly that ideal or not, you're going to be in what I call the divine success track,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And so it's like an elevation of the frequency of a, of a human, whereas if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to make this amount, I'm just going to make this amount, well, what's the big deal? You're going to make that and want more, whereas you could make money but then be serving in a bigger way.
0: hmm Interesting. So do you
1: think that your dad, I mean, you know, the differences between these money stories with having both individuals growing up, you know, in mm-hmm. a poor mentality or poor environment, would you say that, um, you know, your dad was able to have this ideal and
2: while your mom was not? You know, that's a great question, Jessica. I never actually thought of it that way. I would say they both had the ideal as many humans from that generation to allow their children and to guide their children to have a better life than they had. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They share that ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad, some ideal I think was to do that and then enjoy life. Mm. And my mom shared that ideal, which is why she, you know, she was very helpful to him and, and to us. And so I think the combination of that really allowed all four children to do really well in life and to, be happy and 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 such. So, so it's an interesting contemplation. Well
0: mm-hmm. as well. What was all your siblings are doing well as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're awesome humans.
0: Yeah, awesome so humans. So that was a big <laughs> jump from playing flute, traveling around yeah. the world to yoga. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, to, for for many out there, because you know, keeping our audience in mind, I mean, they're they're entrepreneurs, they're thinking about yeah. becoming entrepreneurs, you know, and making that big leap, right? Going from you're working for somebody mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. entity, and then all of a sudden you say, "I'm going to do this on my own." How how did you decide to make that transition? What what was that link between? I think I just stretched a lot and I feel, I like the stretching thing that I do before playing the flute. I think I'll teach this. Or, or. Yeah, I
2: remember sitting in orchestra rehearsal once and going through my head, okay, how can I get that headstand? And I was like, what are you doing? Like, are you playing a Beethoven symphony and you're you're thinking about these yoga poses? But it wasn't, <laughs> nice. but when I came to find, I mean, the physical practice is really lovely, um, but it's not so interesting to me anymore. I still do it daily for mm-hmm. health, but what was behind that and this is something to share with Jessica on her little ordeal out there in Boston it was what was going to transpire after that so yes I love the physical practice it got me very grounded it helped me be very poised on stage but it was the philosophy it it was these teachings that I became exposed to Mm -hmm. that really lit me up where I was like wait a minute there's something else and I knew this like Mm -hmm. I love music Mm -hmm. but I was like okay, is this all there is? Because I don't know, like if I could play the flute the rest of my life, okay, but but then what? I was always wondering what happens after we're here on this planet. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that yoga studio in Hong Kong that I started to go to with my friend Madoka, um, and I was totally freaked out, like when I started doing the physical yoga, because there I am in Asia, and uh-huh. everyone's so bendy and elegant, and I used to run and swim, and... When I first tried to get into a cross-legged position, I remember this Indian teacher was like, what is wrong with you? Like my knees were pointing to the ceiling, not the way it's supposed to happen. Um, But, you know, I kept going. It it really it was the ancient teachings. Uh And I think that's how I ended up here. So my point with this is. We often, as humans, label things good or bad at the start. Uh You never know what's down the road. You just don't know. Like, Jessica, you don't know why you missed those flights. Like, yeah, you Mm -hmm. played a role in that, but what's down the road? Who's that person that you might run into on your way back? Like, There's a whole series of events that are going to occur and very likely in ways we never thought possible. So I'm a big one for like, all right, this is interesting, but not good, bad, right or wrong.
1: Yeah. I, it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, sometimes um, I like to take that position. And then there are other times where, you know, I try to remind myself to be, you know, like, be a, a humble human being. And maybe it's not even for my benefit, you know, maybe yes. this happened for someone else's life where, exactly. you know, so it's, yeah it's like it just take, taking it in stride and being able to surrender um totally like, yeah, the balance but yeah thank you for sharing that yeah
2: totally
0: yeah so it sounds like almost as if like you know opening the uh the yoga studio was like a physical stake in the ground say this is my new path this is what i'm gonna do right now because i'm i'm yeah listening and to part what part of that
2: decision on. you know when i moved back to the state zoe my daughter was 11 mm-hmm. and i thought well I could start auditioning in orchestras, but what is that going to do to her life? Like, I'm going to be flying here and auditioning, not knowing. I really wanted to put my feet on the ground for a few years while Mm -hmm. she was in finishing middle school and high school. I had a dear friend, Sharon in Girls Point. She's in the Detroit Symphony. Um, And then yoga just seemed like, well, this would be so cool. Like, let's just do it. I had someone that helped me get some money into it and Mm -hmm. we opened and just, it was just phenomenal. It was really great.
0: And at what point did you then transition out of that? And what was the impetus of doing that? Because, you know, another thing is that entrepreneurs, especially serial entrepreneurs, they'll go from one and every time you make a switch and I know I experienced this I don't Ugh, know if you have that like, right? you get f- feedback from the world around you it's like what I are know. you doing what's going on know, you know, tell me about you it can, well I remember
2: you know. when I opened the studio I had my musician friends call me saying what are you doing right. you don't know a thing about business and I said dude if wow. I can win an audition and get into a symphony orchestra, uh-huh. I know I can run a business. Uh-huh. And sure enough, because it's one of the most competitive environments out there. Right. And then when we built the yoga studio, what was really shocking to me is that people would come up to me at the studio and start sharing things, mm-hmm. which I did not expect. I thought we were all going to be lifting a leg in the air and stepping it forward <laughs> and like listening to good music. And then all of a sudden I realized there were these souls coming into the studio mm. that wanted some sort of transformation. Right. And um Swami Partasarati came, he did a talk, one of his major disciples, Gautam Jane, I brought him in every quarter and, and spoke. And and I realized, okay, there's something else. And so Nick and I, which I'm just I have to share for if I have family listening, we're actually he's actually not my husband. I call him my spousal equivalent. I don't want anybody to think we ran off and got married with him. Okay, them. spousal like, equivalent. Uh, now say, I know,
0: spousal equivalent.
2: Sometimes you say, oh, yeah, i have like my husband. But I don't, like they're like, when did you have that wedding? Um, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> that did, right. like, Apologies for that. Cool. So
0: disclaimer. I kind of pulled
2: that one <laughs> off on my first. Mm, right. It didn't go well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I was like, there's something else. And we started to travel to California to work with Ted McGrath, one of our first mm-hmm. coaches who I just love dearly. And Zoe was approaching her senior year. The yoga studio I found I could not take it to a place I wanted to it was in an, it was part of a larger group of studios. Um, I was 90% owner in mine but there were still some agreements I had to follow and I was like, yeah it's time to leave this as much as I love that community and the people but I just got that voice mm-hmm. go to California and it was tough to leave um, leave dear friends. But we came out here and we actually had the yoga business going online. We did a couple of teacher trainings in Maui and Michigan, and that was great. But I realized, yeah, lifting the right leg up and stepping it forward, not my jam. This is uh, there's more (laughs) like there's so much more. And so it naturally evolved into the energetic, spirituality, transformational work that we do.
0: Mm -hmm. And so what is it that you do now? (laughs) i'll
2: wave my hands and make things better (laughs) honestly i I know um i I really
0: which is stuff that has been around since like the beginning of man basically
2: that's you know you and i both share this and, and there are energetic tools which been so blessed to learn from siobhan um i've had I've learned some processes from uh, Toby Alexander. I've learned stuff from Mm -hmm. Vernon Wolf. And and definitely the foundation of everything I do comes from Vedanta. Mm -hmm. So I just really feel like I help people to align and discover there's a true self. Mm -hmm. And that when they can clear the lens out of which they look right now, that it like eliminate that conditioned personality of negative beliefs or Whatever is not allowing the real sparkle and shine, when Mm -hmm. they get rid of that, it's like they have Mm self-mastery. And when you master yourself, you master the world. You can handle, right, that flight that that gets canceled or you can, all right, so I missed my flight, next. There's no need to freak out. It's just like this. I call it the neutral enlightenment state
0: just master yourself and you master yourself you can master the world totally love that you know Mm -hmm. i you know it's a it's a similar thing that you know i mean it wasn't said so eloquently when i was younger in my 20s when i was teaching sales and (laughs) we used to have a thing where you know how do you overcome no you don't you do you go swn okay now i'll i'll (laughs) I'll uh, um censor it for the for the for the sake of because I did submit this to podcast iTunes saying there's no explicit language in there but uh shoot who's next?
2: Oh uh, well, it was
0: SWN right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where because we would have sales people so caught up on the negativity or or uh, being shut down so to speak right. you know right. and not realizing it's just not a fit for everybody so mm-hmm. as soon you know, if you go through what you're supposed to do and make sure all value is being offered and still doesn't sit home with them, fine. SWN moving on. Right, right. You know, so it's yes. it's a very it's, it's and it's fascinating now that we've gone through this these teachings and learnings from our teachers that how we can recodify it to make it have it be a little bit more palatable, right? <laughs> as opposed to right. saying you know, shoot, who's next? You know, type of thing yeah. yeah explain just, the, okay. the wisdom behind that instead of something right. as simple as that, right? right? But I think we almost totally. have to start with simple actions without knowing the full wisdom behind it and allow the wisdom to kind of germinate and grow.
2: Well, action's the insignia of life. I mean, this is part of the issue of the spirituality and the poverty thing. You know, I, yeah, I just had a story told to me <laughs> from uh, one of our dear friends who runs a Vedanta class and and he said, you know, at the academy, somebody said to Swami Parthasarati, he started to ask a question. He said, Sir, so what if there was this self-realized soul sitting in a cave on a mountain? And Swami G stopped him and said, That would never happen. If someone's self-realized, they're not hiding in a cave, they're out in the world serving. Mm. And so when someone is spiritual, they are they have a sustainable amount of energy. They have objectivity. They are in dynamic action with a piece in their mind. Mm -hmm. You know, we can all go to the beach and meditate and feel really good, but it's what happens two hours later when you're back in the world. So it's really about how do you navigate and maneuver and handle the world with little or no stress. That Mm -hmm. to me is spirituality.
0: Right. And 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 this is and this is what I tell people all the time who struggle with that dichotomous, do I make money or do be spiritual? It's like why does it have to be a split? I mean, if you look at the most spiritual beings currently on our planet let's say for example, someone easy like Dalai Lama, right? right. He's mastered money. He's oh, mastered his ability to be able to not ever have to worry about what he needs to ever buy because most of the time we 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 suffer around money because we think we need it to take care of things that we need. Otherwise, we will somehow, down the rabbit path in our mind, we'll die, right? Yes, yes. And he is about one of the most, as spiritual as you can potentially get in, in our current lifetime, you right. know, and he walks around and does all these things and stuff like that, and he serves and he serves and he serves, and he is never without.
2: Right. And it's holy. Without. And I think that is... You know that's the lesson when it comes to spirituality. It, it, rich pours an attitude, mm-hmm. and if somebody is a multimillionaire but they feel like they don't have enough, they're running a lack energy right. inside of them, which is not spiritual. Because spirituality, if, you know, aside from any religion, it is like really being aligned with this beautiful energy of the universe. Which the universe never says, um, "I don't think I can afford that," or mm-hmm. the universe is never just enough. Mm-hmm. It just is all encompassing. Now, I'm not saying go and buy everything you want. That is a lack of wisdom, right? Right. So when we bring in wisdom with our financial decisions, we just know like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Cool. Right. It, it's the understanding that you're complete, right? You, you, right? you are complete as you are. And when you can elevate into that prosperous mindset or thought, Mm-hmm. One'll be shocked really right. how much their field changes and what they end up attracting into it.
0: Right. And I, I think I almost I, I might I may crucify myself with this question <laughs> I'm about to ask you right now, but I don't care. Okay. Because <laughs> I know what I'm here to do. So whatever. <laughs> cool. Um, Go for it. Would would it be then would it be possible to say that if you are struggling with money? if you are um, caught up with the struggles around money, as we you know see all the time, mm-hmm. um, would that also be an indicator that you are not as spiritual as you say or think you are?
2: Ooh, it's such a great and important question. So let me start off by saying, like, it's not up to me to determine how spiritual other people are, right. obviously. <laughs> it's just not up to me. However, this is such a great thing for each individual to look at. Mm-hmm. Because if you are caught up In the money conversation, if you're not having enough to meet your needs, Mm -hmm. there's something going on. Mm -hmm. And it could be, you know, what we refer to as like that spiritual delusion or spiritual pride. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't need money because I meditate every day. (laughs) <laughs> if you don't, if you think you don't need money and your needs are met, awesome. But right. if you're struggling to balance your checkbook or pay the rent or the mortgage or whatever, something is off in the alignment of right. your being,
0: or not honoring your financial agreements.
2: Exactly. Right. And now, and the thing is, it's different for everybody, right? right? I mean, I think it was both Socrates and Plato said, you know, to live simply and content is like the richness of nature, mm. and that simplicity. And to be content is really vital because it means the more that your life, to me anyways, is simple, Mm -hmm. you have a greater understanding of, whoa, okay, what I have is really here. Mm -hmm. And then you decide what it is you want to manifest, what you want to bring in.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, I see people just always looking for the next external thing to make them happy and you know like it's i'm all about buying shoes and boots and cars and whatever but it's going to be a two-week run okay your happiness is going to land for two weeks and then you're going to be like oh man i wonder like could i get a bag with those shoes you know so it's like one desire satiate another one pops up it's really that understanding that when you really when you don't want so much you've got a lot
0: right yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, w- what would you say? Because, you know, this show is called Stop Money Anxiety Now, which is going <laughs> to change, actually.
2: Is it? What's it yeah. going to change to? Oh,
0: that's a secret. Oh. That's a secret. Once we get our designs and everything back... Uh, oh, okay. for our new for our new logo mm-hmm. and everything like that mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit more ubiquitous instead of to stop money anxiety but there are people who are struggling with money anxiety who are struggling with worries and stress about that and they're so in the weeds about that it makes it almost challenging for them to pot potentially to listen to what we're talking about right here so what yes. would you say to uh-huh. help them to those people that are dealing with that now to navigate out around it's around so
2: it? good I, you know it's funny because i was contemplating this name stop money anxiety and what came to me is money anxiety is life anxiety Mm, if you have anxiety about money you have anxiety about life Mm -hmm. so the beautiful thing about it is if you're listening to us and going you guys are like cray cray what are you talking about (laughs) start to dissect in your relationships in your words in your thoughts where are you bringing it to a lower vibe right um I've been working on this prosperity course, and it's funny, I'm really big on the prosperity commands, Mm -hmm. and it seems sort of lofty that if we were to simply state a command, Mm -hmm. it would change the way our money is filtering around us. Hmm. But the fact is, we do the inverse all the time. People focus on the negativity all the time. They focus on what they don't have, and then guess what? They attract more of that.
0: Of what they don't have.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so the law of increase works in both directions, mm-hmm. right? So I would say start with how are you honestly thinking about your money? How are you honestly um, sharing about your financial situation? If it's negative, do everything you can to change that with a simple, list of what you're grateful for. Again, yeah. that sounds lofty, but it's truth. Gratitude is a very high functioning emotion. Right. Lack is very low. And and the thing that's very, very important to understand when people manifest from fear, mm-hmm. right? So if they if they're in the non-existent future and they're mm-hmm. in worry and anxiety and fear, that fear is a highly charged emotion and highly charged emotions manifest faster. Ooh. Which means when you're sending out these worries of fear, that is a very strong vibe to send out. And it's going to like a de- really huge magnet, bring it back.
0: Kind of like in Hollywood, I'm, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're dying. The first person <laughs> that dies is the guy who puts out that fear energy, the the strongest, right?
2: Totally. <laughs> he made it happen. <laughs> yeah. and And I never want to diminish what people are going through. Like mm-hmm. there are some amazing humans that are, Working really hard, like you and I do. I mean, you know, we work long hours, um, and it's still not lining up for them. And I hate to use that word still. But just begin with your thoughts and your words and your attitude. It's the starting point because that's what we can control.
0: Yeah, it's probably the chatter. So it's it may oh. not be the obvious, mm-hmm. loudest voice. It could actually be the whispers in the background. that It's,
2: it's the I fever. Think, it's the low-grade fever the low-grade that grade is fever. just but burning.
0: Is you use that? I use that phrase yes. all the time. Low yeah, grade yeah, yeah, fever. It's like a low-grade fever. Yeah, I you do. don't notice I it. That. And then later on, you're like, oh, why does it feel so crappy? See, it's
2: what <laughs> happens when I go into your mind, way, and you're not knowing it. I take things from you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my, oh, my goodness. Is that what it is?
2: I already know the name of your show. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Okay, cool.
0: Tell me, tell me, tell me.
2: Tell me tell I tell
0: don't. Me. <laughs> no, and I'm totally okay with that because, you know, here's the thing. It's like, you know, once you've decided, once you've found, you know, what it is that you're being, what you're here to do, Right. It's really easy to be, to be not so attached to yes. things, to ideas, to concepts. Right. Like, oh, that was cool. I used to be so caught up because I had so many amazing ideas in college that I tried to get friends. And they said, that's boring. That's boring. It says, it's not boring. It's totally, yeah. totally. It's, it's, it's a boom. Like, you know, the, the neat receipts. You know, yeah. Where you scan the receipts, and like, yeah, I had yeah. that idea when I was in college. Oh. And I had a, a couple of brilliant, brilliant guys from my computer science and engineering classes that we could have put something out while oh. we were still in school. And then a few uh, years later, I walked by, I was walking in Office Depot, and there I looked at the is. shelf, I was like, wait, what? oh, and I used yeah. to be so caught up in Ben, I was like, God, you know, and I realized how um, not, a, I guess it was like not, not appreciating, not being grateful for what my part was because you know there's always you
2: tied sh- that to the universe right
0: Just yes the
2: intelligent space
0: totally yeah and, and, that, and that's a process that we have our students do too which is like if you have an idea that has nothing to do with your niche or nothing to do with what you're doing it's a great idea anyway yeah you, the biggest the biggest challenge is how do you let that go because most people don't they try yeah. to like, let me start another business. Let me do this and that. And they get spread so thin they get nothing done. Jack of all, trades, right. master at none. Right. Instead, what you're saying, like, tie it to the universe and right. allow someone who has the passion and the drive, the resources and the focus to get it out in the best way possible.
2: Yeah, you know? I love that. It's so important. Be, and this is one thing as well that contributes to money anxiety or life anxiety. Mm-hmm. People are thinking too much. Um, they're yeah. thinking too much and they're not thinking. So let me right. explain. It's like... <laughs> if they're not using what's called the intellect, which is like just the discernment factor, just the check-in, the check-in, right? It's like the driver of a Ferrari race car. If uh-huh. you don't have a driver in a Ferrari race car, it's not going to go well. Right. And so they're not thinking that way or they're so overthinking everything that they open these energetic loops of mental uh, thought, which become exhausting. Yes. And when you think about it, it's like if there's so many different directions of these open loops, why would anything in one's life kind of line up and be really purposeful? Mm. So, this is why thoughts are really important with money. You want to yeah. get really clean, really clear, and stay in action. Right. You know, yes, your thoughts are things, but your thoughts are things because as your thinking is leading you to either act or not act accordingly.
0: Right. A thought, a thought is the beginning of a sequence, right? Totally. And, and that's why that you know that book, Think and Grow Rich, that no matter when it was written, is so relevant. Such today. a great book, I yeah. know, right? And it's like, I mean, you could probably associate any both spiritual and um, left brain strategy type thinking around around life, living, and manifesting money, to aspects of that book. I mean, yes. there's a whole chapter, chapter eleven, sexual transmutation.
2: Right? Right.
0: (laughs) It's like, what?
2: Like, where did he download that? I know, know. and how
0: did he get away with putting that chapter in there (laughs) back in the, what, was it the 40s or something like
2: that? (laughs) There must have been, like, secret groups dissecting that chapter. I I
0: know, right?
1: (laughs) I have a a quick question for you guys because it's, I mean, it's a really big piece coming to the thought process. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just feel like, you know, what I see with a lot of my peers these days is, is that time has gotten exponentially more quick than you know what we've been used to for the past decade or so um Mm -hmm. and you know with a lot of these distractions from social media and apps and news and but it's how how would you guys advise um yeah just you know like honing down that thought piece of you know really honing in in, um, where the thoughts are coming from
2: well the tough love answer is stop it like stop (laughs) it (laughs) yeah. <laughs> right that Bob, Bob Newhart, Newhart. <laughs> video. Stop it. Stop it. Um distraction is choice. We choose uh-huh. to be distracted. It's mm-hmm. really very simple and very not sexy and super annoying answer, but when we go to Facebook or Twitter whatever and we do our little thing and then we choose to stay on and get entangled and do this and mm-hmm. do that, it's a choice. Right. And negativity is comes from choices that take us into a negative pattern or a negative energy so when one is super focused Mm -hmm. and in this state of flow which is really you know allocating your time to something that is challenging that you're good at and that is purposeful Mm -hmm. then you're in flow and yeah time flies but you get so much done right and it just and you're so in the energy of it
0: right and again it's Mm -hmm. one of those perception things right time totally. can be fast time can be slow you mm-hmm. can a- you actually have control of the speed of it time is not linear yeah and, right and if you it's quantum right and if you it's feel so like one of the okay so so I think um, <laughs> a lot of millennials will probably enjoy this exercise is if you feel like time is getting away from you and you don't have control of time and this and that and blah 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 Then here's a really simple exercise. You can simply just be really diligent. Take a couple days and track every second, every moment, every minute. Write every little thing down on paper. Even if you're spending two minutes just thinking about stuff, Write down all your thoughts. I spent two minutes thinking about this and this and this and this and this. I spent 30 minutes scrolling through my Facebook without even hitting a like or well maybe yeah. i liked a few things and i like but i didn't comment i just read i mean maybe yeah. some you know i find myself sometimes just scrolling without reading just because
2: yeah, well facebook has it down yeah i know i mean they got something going on there that's
0: right they've love them and out.
2: very curious about them yeah. but yeah yeah track your time i mean i do that my schedule i know 50 to 15 minutes what i'm doing every day right
0: you know what's a byproduct of that doing that exercise if you actually literally break down your 24 hours doing that oh, you wow. will reveal your value system aspects of your yeah, value system. What's that's important really true to you
2: mm-hmm.
0: what's important i to love you. that and i learned this I from that. my buddy who uh, was one of my teachers of nlp uh, nicholas rave give him a little shout out there uh, i had a conversation with him because i visit him because he has um some sort of a cancer thing. So, um, and he was talking about, you know, because he's a constant like like um, experimenter and he's a constant mm-hmm. scientist around us and he loves it and I love talking to him because he always finds out new cool things and t- approaches and it totally makes sense because we think our, I mean, if we just do a, a mental approach exercise on what our values are,
2: yeah,
0: we may actually have an inaccurate, um, you know, like idea because what we actually do spend time on, that's the reality of what's important to us.
2: It's the priority. Our actions, right? the actions we're taking are, are our priorities, totally. So mm-hmm. I had to
0: look at, you know, all these hours I spent watching anime and I said, God, there's something really important about this. What value system does that feed when I'm spending a hundred hours binging on
2: house <laughs> and, of cards over here it's, I know this. right I
0: saw you guys posting that you know and, and it's funny because I always talk about this is you know that I, I went back and I said well let me see how many hours it took for me to actually start my business and get to a point where I'm actually generating <sighs> consistent revenue do you know yeah. how many hours I spent okay so I was watching this anime, I spent 350 hours in total I added it up Watching this animation because it was like 700 something episodes. And when I finished, I was like, that's 350 hours. And then I looked at how long, just for the six figure academy, how many hours of actual work time it took to get to a point where we're actually making money? Uh 100. No. I could have built three new businesses and a half. That's pretty impressive.
2: that's pretty impressive i'm pretty sure i spent way more hours than 100 but, but
0: that's the, that's the thing is though i did i thought so too until mm. i broke it down and really looked at when i started focus work uh, yeah and really broke it down like that the level of efficiency which means that we could be even more efficient if
2: oh, we efficiency really, totally you know and it comes from the mental just that relentless focus
0: yeah yeah so believe it or not we're almost done Aww. <laughs> I know. So we're going to have to have you come back because there's layers. Just like you and Nick, we have to have you guys come back because we can do this all day long. We'll have a special I'm... three-hour episode.
2: <laughs> I... <laughs> a marathon. <laughs>
0: all right. So what I want to do is give you some time here to talk about, you know, you have something that you want to offer and maybe give people an opportunity to connect with you deeper because there's so much stuff that you now bring to the table because of your journey and you've helped so many people so far and we want to give our audience an opportunity to, 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 you know, Yeah, I mean, I would that. love
2: that, you know, anything I can do for anyone out there. It's just, um, it's so great to connect. One thing I thought would be really cool is I have a series of three meditations, you know, mm-hmm. I have an entire meditation course, but these are free mm-hmm. and I thought, what a cool way to get started. Train of truth.
0: Right. Um, there you go. <laughs> um,
2: and the link is a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly forward slash Kisma hyphen meditations. We'll I suppose we in can the put that up.
0: Yeah, we'll put that in the comments.
2: Yeah. And also our podcast, which we need to get you scheduled on, Illumination Podcast. Really great stuff every week. And oh, yeah. <laughs> that's something I'm passionate about, right? It's just like, get it jamming, have the conversation going. Because I really believe, you know, as we are looking at social media, as we're looking at the news media, when there's enough of us that are dedicated to a higher conversation, Uh we're helping everyone. We're helping the planet shift. Um, And so it starts with just that. It's like, how do we get in touch? How do we converse Right. And where do we go from there?
0: Right. I mean, even if it's heard live or recorded or yeah, totally. years later, you know, I mean, we get people sometimes who years later hear some of our stuff and then they come out of the blue yeah. and say, oh, I heard that. I was like, what, what? video was that yeah. oh my god that was three years ago I know and it finds its way to the person when they're ready
2: exactly you know exactly
0: and as long as yeah. we keep doing those conversations so that's so cool so generous of you three different meditations you said mm-hmm. wow. yeah they're fun yeah cool. so we'll really definitely cool. put that in there and if they wanted to get in contact with you immediately at the illumination mm-hmm. Academy right and
2: yeah um yeah the best thing to do is our umbrella company source movement, uh, source kisma, movement. At mm-hmm. source
0: kisma at source movement. shoot me
2: an email yeah Find me on Facebook, you uh-huh. know, friend me up, send me a message. Um, that's a great way too. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And because of all the work that you do, I mean, unlike some of the people uh, out there, not on, from our show, but just like in general, it's like mm-hmm. Kisma is very responsive, you know? Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. she's very accessible. So it doesn't yeah. matter how successful, how much, how much awesomeness she's created in the world and how much she's grown and evolved. She's still very, very accessible. Something yeah, I, I
2: love connecting you. with
0: people. Yeah. I wish
2: I could, well... More and more, you right. know, but it's it's great to hear what people are, their perceptions of life and right. what they want to change.
0: And yeah. then, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we, we're we part of a couple of you know, private groups and everything like that and mm-hmm. and how you are also a consummate student. You're, you're, you're never like to the point where I'm super guru, whatever the case may be. Nope. And I think we just had a conversation <laughs> about super that, guru. right? Facebook Live is like, you know, the teacher-student like uh, dance, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that happens.
2: I, if I stop growing, uh, it, life has no meaning to me. It's like there is always a morsel of something to learn every day mm-hmm. that keeps me alive, frankly speaking. And and it's kind of a funny thing because I love going to India because someone's always having this high level conversation that very often is just going over my head. But I'm like, oh, my God, this is like so amazing. Yeah. So sometimes in everyday life, I, I have trouble. Like I, I just got to take something in. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, okay, I can breathe again. This is awesome. So never stop growing, working, learning.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time the day I realize that I didn't learn anything new, that's that's time for yeah. me to move on to yeah. maybe like the next dimension. The next existence. Yeah, but let's wait happening. for a while. It's, not, it's not coming I yet. <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. You know, it's so fun being a student and then immediately being able to um, be. Given so much, so to speak, the role of a teacher for that moment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when someone shows exactly. up and then seeks, and you just are basically just naturally be able to step into that role so yeah i mean leading by
2: example you know the highest teaching say the highest form of service is to seek Mm self-realization i don't know how many lifetimes i am away from that but i just see it as if we continue to face forward Mm -hmm. that's a way to lead by example and that's an incredible service right you know just by being that as a human
0: and to honor thyself for doing the doing that work
2: Right. Yes.
0: Right. Yes. To own the thank fact you. that, yes, I've committed, I've created that, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, one of those things that where I see some, you know, and I sometimes I see in both you and Nick as well. So you guys do learn something amazing and you've got that sm- this massive aha moment. And I was like, yeah. oh, would it be so cool if they just owned <laughs> even more of that? Because then you would inspire even more people, you know, that's
2: cool. Well, thank you. Right? I like that. I like that's that. a lot. Super
0: cool. And I think that's the difference between people who just meditate on the beach and yes. people who actually do the the meditation but then share their realization and honor right. what they committed to create within themselves first and then radiate outwards towards the planet.
2: Yeah, it's the it's you what you radiate you attract. And yeah. I see it as I really don't spend a whole lot of time in meditation. I study more, but it's like mm-hmm. live it. Like get in action, right? Um, We've got to be in action,
0: yeah. Because meditation doesn't necessarily have to show up and just like I'm going to go meditate now. It could it could show up in uh, what I like to call in my book that I'm working on. It's called within the knuckles of daily living.
2: Yes, totally. Right. It's it's an arrival. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a practice. Right. We have to. And for some,
0: the practice is necessary. Absolutely. Yes,
2: or the work gearing up to that
0: yeah <laughs> arrival
2: I, i'm not there yet
0: but. i used to love doing meditation binges and i would go for like a <laughs> couple i will take entire week and go off the grid and just binge meditate only waking up to go to the bathroom and eat and then maybe like dude you know, I'll, I'll have to show you with you another time some of the things that i've experienced oh my doing god that. That. that's <laughs> great
2: that's pretty cool hmm. <laughs>
0: But, Interesting. Uh, but yeah, I don't do it too much because it's like it's it, it makes it it's, it's a little bit challenging coming back after. two. There's days a lot away. of
2: energy that runs, especially the way you meditate. You know, yeah. there's so many different ways. And this word meditation is thrown around. But, right. you know, we've been taught to bring in some energy that's pretty powerful. And when that happens, it's like, whoa, yeah. we, one must integrate <laughs> for
0: sure. For sure. So yeah. I stopped doing full two day ones because it's just way too <laughs>
2: well maybe we'll all do it together and see what happens that would be
0: fun we do a whole meditation getaway so yeah we're gonna, we'll get our island next and we'll do that there awesome. but um anyway great we're top of the hour oh my gosh i mean it just went by uh, any last little quips and questions jessica before we start to sign off
1: no i mean i just I can't wait to have her again and go down different rabbit
0: hole more rabbit holes right <laughs> create another matrix it's great so awesome. awesome well thank you thank you so much thank you guys i, I right. so That's wish fair. both of you could have been up here to help celebrate I know. you know at our little celebration uh, after this but um uh if you don't mind sticking around a little bit afterwards uh okay. we can um we can talk a little bit more okay all cool. right Thanks, so guys Thank you, friends and family over at the Stop Money Anxiety Now land. That's uh, this week. And um, join us again next week, Tuesday at noon. I will actually be doing it from Japan. So I will be remote. So look forward to that because I'm pretty sure a lot of cool things will be shared then. Until then, have a great holiday for those of you who are celebrating here. If not, have a great day anyway. All right. Peace. Peace. plus.